Hi, it's Rockin' John. Now hear this. Girl, I just don't know how you stay on the street 
myself enjoy the space I'm in and all the wonderful places I've been. My eyes are on the future.
Cause I just lost my key Open up, baby You got someone else inside I'm gonna come get ya
this with uh, a series of songs that came to me in a dream. In that dream, everybody's playing cool rhythm guitar. <laughs> and for some reason, uh, the Elvis Costello Mystery Man from My Aim is True. Great album, great album, but what a cool guitar part. And that led right into Reach Orleans, one of my favorite bands. And they had hits, but they never quite made it into a big thing. And the album, this comes from Waking and Dreaming, was a big hit, wasn't it? It was the one with Still the One on it? Yeah, it did have Still yeah, the One. Yeah, so it, it was a hit. Funky rhythm guitar from John Hall, learned his rhythm playing by performing with Taj Mahal. He wrote the song Half Moon with his wife for Janis Joplin. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. But what great gospel playing this is. And then uh, we have a version of I Want You Back. It's a remix. How cool is that opening with just the rhythm guitar all by itself? Yeah. And naturally into Jimi Hendrix Wait Till Tomorrow where he's doing that Curtis Mayfield funk thing. Oh, I love that. And we end with one of my favorite feel groove songs of all time, Melody by the Rolling Stones. Even my wife has to play this twice in a row. It's liquid. Well, it's one of a kind. Um, did you know that Amit Erdogan actually arranged the horns on that? Which, And if you think the horns, do, a, they do a whole nother thing to that song. And you might notice if you take a look at the track sheet, the name of the song is Melody, and then in parens, Inspiration by Billy Preston. That's what Jagger and Richards used to do when they truly stole something from somebody. <laughs> um, they did it with Ron Wood a bunch of times. There was a song called Everything is Turning to Gold, which was the B-side of Shattered, I think. And it said, Inspiration by Ron Wood. And I, I think they did it also on an um, emotional rescue album with Dance. I think that has Inspiration by Ron Wood. But that's how that is. And ex-Rolling Stones bass player Bill Wyman actually used to use the song Melody uh, with his Rhythm Kings when he was touring Europe. And there was a woman named Beverly Skeet who sang it and it just shows that Bill even even after he left the Stones he still liked some of their songs that was an interesting pick out of the entire catalog to be doing live on stage pretty cool pretty cool now Rock you've got a great story that links the Beatles and Fleetwood Mac give me that story man. all right there's the song Albatross, which was a big hit in the summer of 1969 in England. It was a number one hit for weeks and weeks and weeks. And I believe later on in 1977, it got reissued and was also a great big song then. And uh, when the Beatles were making Abbey Road in 1969, July 1969, apparently one of the things they used to like to do, a la uh, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, to keep it fresh, they would go into the studio and say, today we're going to be this band. And on that day, when they were doing Sun King, which has the great three-part harmonies, they decided they were going to going to be Fleetwood Mac. I'd always heard this before, but I'd never played Albatross and then Sun King right after it. And boy, when you do that, do you hear the connection. <laughs> Good stuff.
is several bands. Yes, I think there are at least three or four bands. Yeah, I think we've only played one of the current incarnation that's, that's been true. around for 40 years. That's true. So here's an incarnation of the band with... Is Bob it, Welch. Bob Welch. Danny Kerwin? No, he was out by then. It was Bob Welch, Bob Weston, the lead guitar player, uh, Fleetwood, McVie, and Christine McVie. What a, you know, this song, I think Mick Fleetwood's the star of this. What a great shuffle. And the guitar player, uh, the lead guitar player at the time, Bob Weston, he was just, he was a gem. Unfortunately, he didn't stay with the band very long because he had an affair with Mick's wife, and that triggered all sorts of problems, and they actually went off the road for about a year. And their manager put a phony Fleetwood Mac on the road, and so they had to fight that for the whole next year. Anyway, the song Miles Away really is good. And that's followed by The Who... Pure and Easy, the version that's on Odds and Sods, their collection of unreleased songs from 1974. I have a hard time believing that this song was not on a proper Who album, because to me this is as good as any of the normal Won't Get Fooled Again Bob O'Reilly songwriting. Between when they made Who's Next in 1971 and Quadrophenia in 1973, the Who put out a bunch of singles. Mm-hmm. in England, mostly in England only. The B-sides were new, and Twistle actually had a couple of B-sides, and they did a lot of recording, but not to the end of recording an album until they got to Quadrophenia. And this comes from those sessions. It may have been released as a single, I'm not sure. Right, okay. We follow it with Ooh La La by Faces, which Ooh is la. Ron Wood's first solo vocal because Rod Stewart didn't show up to the session. It's a co-write between um, Ron Wood and Ronnie Lane. And it's it's from 1973. It closed out the Ooh La La album. And it's become a very quaint uh, song for uh, movie directors to use in their movies. I'm trying to think where I first heard it. But anyway, it's been used a lot in, uh, in, in movie soundtracks. And it's just a really good song. Miles away, 
goes up in a cloud of smoke And all those hairy Krishnas turned out to be a joke And it's restless, restless, restless all the time Sliding up and down the surface of this land I know I can't say what's black and white But if I could fly, I think I'd try tonight You know why? Cause I'm Killing is really merely seeing change. 
This next segment begins with part of an interview I did with uh, Billy Gibbons uh, talking about playing in a trio. And uh, after he talks, all of a sudden Rock goes, I got a song we got to play. And it's the old, uh, the old song, I Thank You. And I've forgotten who originally did it, but I've always... I think it's Sam and Dave. I think you're right. And I've always dug ZZ Top's version from 1979 off their DeGuelo album, which is right before they had, you know, the Eliminator and all those albums, the, the, big, the big ones in the 80s. And I've always just loved it. I can't really tell you why. I just, there's something in the vibe, the way that uh, Billy Gibbons slides, uh, in, you know, slides into the, uh, the chords and stuff. It's all, it just cr- helps create a groove. It's like, you know, the sum being greater than the parts. And it's just, mm. I think, a great version of a great song. The sum being greater than the parts, I think that is the, the, the lesson for ZZ Top. Yeah, That's yeah. It. After we finished playing, I thank you, John heard something, uh, uh, you know, out, out of nowhere. It wasn't <laughs> planned or anything. And it's the strangest choice, but it works, and I can't explain it to you. Take it away. Uh, on the Turning Away uh, by Pink Floyd. 
This is off a momentary lapse of reason, the first post-Roger Waters album. Gilmore just nails it. I mean, there's a mood that he nails. There's something in the vocal. There's something in the guitar. When they pick up the tempo towards the end of the song, what's going on in the bed of the song and David Gilmore's guitar solo, it just becomes majestic, epic. Mm. And it's undeniable because that whole part starts out kind of slowly and everything, and then all they do is add a beat to it. And away we go. And it works. I can't explain to anybody why that would work after I thank you, but it does. The immediate goal of a trio is how are you going to make it sound not spare? And it just requires a tremendous amount of motion, a tremendous amount of playing to fill up the holes. You don't overplay. I mean, nobody overplays. I mean, you fill it, you may fill up the holes, but you don't do it by talking constantly. True. There is a, uh, again, that sensibility towards simplistic approaches to composition and delivery. In a sense, uh, turn around that dilemma of how do you not sound spare? How do you, how do you sound full? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's the simpler things that provide a steadier or heavier bed to work on top of. Also, at the same time, there's this sort of this magical uh, groove thing that happens with this band uh, and the atmosphere that it creates that I think it's not automatic because you're working in, in tempos that are not high and not slow. It's a difficult tempo to work in, I, I personally think. Well, it is. You know what I mean? It's not like you're going to get them dancing and going nuts with the tempo. All right, everybody. And you're not, you know, it's not all balanced. So well, that, how do you make it work so consistently? It ties in directly of working a trio. Mm-hmm. Pros and cons may be, uh, well, there's only three of us, so we've got to play uh, at 100%. But on a good night or during that special moment, a trio becomes a four-piece band. And that's with the arrival of Mr. Time. We refer to that edge when when everybody is on the money, mm-hmm. on the beat. Uh, Mr. Time shows up to be the fourth member, mm-hmm. and that itself pushes the feeling in, into a bigger space. If it's not on time, you feel it, and it shows up in the form of uh, a kind of a thinness. Mm-hmm. How often does Mr. Time show up at a concert? It sounds like he's very important at every moment. Yeah, we used to ignore it. We tried to analyze why certain nights felt better than others. And it all came back down to that sim- simple reality is tempo is a concept with reason. There is a purpose to playing on beat. It sets up a sense of trust. It sets up a sense of uh, feeling. You know, you can just count on it. And that, that, uh, that was the, the conclusion, I guess. Of, you know. Is there any advantage that any band has over you because they have more people. Rolling Stones, America, any, any, uh, any sort of, of quartet just because they have that fourth person. Because Mr. Time should show up in any band. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, everybody can know him. Sometimes we get jealous of the girl groups because there's uh, something prettier to look at. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, we have enough of a job trying to, uh, I mentioned earlier, trying to outguess who's going to do what next. That is kept us together. We still are simply three guys that enjoy playing. You did, but you did, but you did. And 
you did, but you did And I thank you You didn't have to make it like you did But you did, but you did And I thank you All my life I've been short-chained Without your love, baby, it's a crying shame And now I know what the fellow's talking about When they say that they've been turned out I wanna thank you
We begin our last segment with a Simon and Garfunkel song that is familiar flags in foreign places. Keep the customer satisfied. It's off the Bridge Off Trouble Water album. It never got played. You recognize it anyway. It's so cool because it's all harmony all the time. And also I got off on a Buddy Rich Big Band version of this song. And there's nothing like it on the Bridge Over Trouble Water album. I think it was the B-side of Bridge Over Trouble Water. How crazy is that? Whether it was a B-side or not, it was a great track. And that'll take us home. Gee, but it's great to be back home. Home is where I want to be. I've been on the road so long, my friend. And if you came along, I know you couldn't disagree. It's the same old story, yeah. Everywhere I go, I get slandered, libel. I hear words I never heard in the Bible. And I'm one step ahead of the shoe shine. Two steps away from the county line. Just trying to keep my customers satisfied. Sheriff said to me, Tell me what you come here for, boy. You better get your bags and flee. You're in trouble, boy, and now you're heading into war. It's the same old story. Everywhere I go, I get slandered. I hear words I never heard in the Bible. This is Art Garfunkel, formerly of Simon and Garfunkel. I'm here in the studio to talk about something that's very important to me. You know, a lot of people feel that when an important recording group such Art, as... Yeah. Art, let me interrupt you a minute. It's not quite serious sounding enough. Try to make it a little bit more, uh, grave. Okay. This is Arthur Garfunkel, once of Simon and Garfunkel. One of the things that's disturbed me through the years has been people's reaction to the breakup of Simon and Garfunkel. Artie, try and play a little bit more and emphasize the word disturbed. 
One of the things that has disturbed me through the years has been people's reaction to the breakup of Simon and Garfunkel. You know, a lot of people have taken it as a comic event and have not realized that only with deep, real feelings of separate commitment can such... I like that. I like that part about the separate commitment. Can such a breakup actually take place? Only by two separate individuals pursuing their own individual paths and following what to they is the god of their own choice can two people who were once so close end up... Try and work it in that I'll be doing a major college tour this fall. Who were once so close follow two paths which are so divergent whereby I, for example, record material that I feel expresses my soul and you, Paul, who are doing a major college tour <laughs> this fall. She's tough. I mean, she 
got a plan, got a plan, got a plan. Peter's got a plan, got a plan, got a plan. Peter's got a plan, got a plan, got a plan. Peter's got a plan, got a plan, got a plan. His nature is to follow. He doesn't like to lead. He's falling in with big boys. They planted the seed. It's easy, oh so easy. We do it all the time. You're quickly in and out, and don't worry, you'll be fine. Peter's got a plan, got a plan, got a plan. Peter's got a plan, got a plan, got a plan. Peter's got a plan, got a plan, got a plan. Peter's got a plan, got a plan, got a plan. There's nothing in his pockets, a flutter in his heart. He's got to see it through now. Finish what he's got. The shops around the corner. He's out the gates of school. He knows he's bit enough more than he could ever chew. Peter's got a plan, got a plan, got a plan. Peter's got a plan, got a plan, got a plan. Peter's got a plan, got a plan, got a plan. Peter's got a plan, got a plan, got a plan. Intermontial, I'm just kicking his head right in the jaw. When he thinks no one's looking, but it turns out that they are. The lady in the sweet shop knows his mama calls his name. His eyes fill up with tears, and he is feeling so ashamed. Upsy downsy daisy, a lesson well learned. Peter's all grown up now. He will not get burned. He never meets his victims. It's not even a crime. Selling toxic packages of useless subprimes. Peter's got a plan, got a plan, got a plan. Peter's got a plan, got a plan, got a plan. Peter's got a plan, got a plan, got a plan. Peter's got a plan, got a plan, got a plan. Peter's got a plan, got a plan, got a plan. Peter's got a plan, got a plan, got a plan. Peter's got a plan, got a plan, got a plan. Peter's got a plan, got a plan, got a plan.
love you dearer than them all, them all. So let me stay with you. So let me stay with you. That's what we're talking about. 